0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Psych Word Fucking Podcast. Today, we're gonna be, I guess, deep diving into a few things. I'm not sure if I'll save certain moments for a certain other episode or if we'll get it right into it, you know. But, um, first off, what I'm definitely gonna talk about. Is politics, because as you know, I stepped away from politics because one, I saw Bernie get fucked again. Then I had to see Bernie bend the knee and just fucking get in with the entire DNC and Democrat fucking party. But there's a lot going on now, obviously. Uh, The political is... The political ignorance has kind of died down because obviously Trump's kind of lost. So all he can do is just keep saying he didn't win and keep losing lawsuits for that shit and keep seeing where he keep... He keeps saying that like the votes aren't being tallied up right and those people are damn near delusional, bro, because they're just like, I saw them walk in with a big suitcase. That could have been anything. It could have been votes. It could have been balanced against us. I'm just like, bro, it also could have just been sandwiches or something. What the fuck is wrong with you? But as it goes on, there's a couple things I want to point out with old Joe. So as everybody knows, every year they have, you know, the inauguration ball. They have like the big ass inauguration thing. Like when, when there was Obama, you remember there was just hundreds of people there? Not hundreds, thousands. <laughs> but this year it's kind of weird because why is Biden like fundraising from donors, which is the big corporations? Why is he fundraising for like inauguration fund this year? And with coronavirus, there's no fucking balls. There's no galas. There's no meetups, there's no fancy suits and shaking hands, that shit's not happening this year. So how the, why, what is he doing with that money? Where's that money going? I don't know, Sounds sounds like a little bit of a payoff. Maybe I should mind my own business. There's still no stimulus yet with Joe Biden making the comment of how his father once said that, Joey, I don't need the government to give me a handout. I just need them to understand. And he's saying that's what the American people need. We need the government to understand it's not our fault that this shit has happened. We just need them to understand. Fuck that shit, bro. They've been understanding when they all took a fucking knee during the Black Lives Matter shit. That was understanding. And guess what? More people still getting fucking shot and gunned down. Nothing's fucking changed. People still getting arrested for shit that's not legal for the officers to do. But what's changed? Nothing. But they all took that fucking knee. Thank God we got rid of fucking Uncle Ben's rice. Am I right, bro? And Jemima. That one Golden Girls episode where they were just wearing mud masks. Yeah, man. Fuck all of them. That's the real problem. No, fuck that shit. But there's still no stimulus shit, man. It's just fucking weird that he said after he got elected that that's when they proceed back into the economic help shit. They still haven't. So... Isn't it weird that our taxes are supposed to, like, you know, fix our roads? Memphis has fucked fuck ton of potholes, so does Mississippi. Cough, cough. Um, they're supposed to fix our roads. They're supposed to go towards, like, paying our civil servants, like the cops, who brutalize us and write us tickets for no fucking reason and all have ego trips. And, yeah, they're supposed to pay the school teachers, which they don't. They're supposed to fund the education system, which they don't. Wait, why the fuck are we paying taxes? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe somebody can educate me. But it's funny that Biden and Kamala got put as Time Magazine. They got put on the front cover of Time magazine. And I guarantee you that could have been any other Biden plus black woman of color, and they'd have just did it. And I'm not hating on Kamala because she's a black woman or a black woman of color. Fuck her because she's a prosecutor, though. But you that that's entirely differently. That has nothing to do with your race or gender, bro. Fuck prosecutors, and I'll be as biased as I want about that. But that's just a bias I hold deep in my heart. It's just funny, though, like, they rode that ticket. He said even before there were even candidates for him to pick, I will put a, I will elect a, what the fuck did he say exactly? I'm trying to get my Uncle Joe words right. I will elect a woman of color. I think he even said, like, a black woman of color, which... I think that actually was the phrasing for it. But he said he would elect a woman of color into his vice president role before he even won. Before, bro, he said that shit when Bernie was still kicking his ass in the polls. That shit's all just a huge game in my opinion, bro. That's why I like tuned out of the political spectrum. But there's even more going on like in America, obviously there's still shit declining people. Mental health is declining. Like it's actually taken a deep dive. Like 41% of Americans like declared that they were like, okay, I guess, like before the pandemic, that their mental health was well, they didn't have any problems. That's at like 30, I think like 36, 34% now. And obviously like you hear that you're like, oh no, that's not even 10%, bro, that's not a lot. It, when you do, when you like put the percentages out over like an entire region or entire regions of the country and that's millions of people, it's a fucking lot. But what it's showing in America is that there are people that have face- based faith-based religions that are faring better. And I guess the best way to explain that is like, they got something to cling to, bro. I will not, I'll admit that like, I'm not necessarily like a godless fucking heathen or something, <laughs> but I, I kinda do admit that sometimes without like, without belief in like a higher power, you will and often do question what's the point of everything that's going on in the world and why is anything even happening? Like, is there no justice? Is there no peace? And I could see how people that have, like, obviously a bigger adherence to their religion are safer. Their minds are more at ease. They have that answer for them. But not everybody does. Obviously, we all know that America's continuing to decline for the homeless. If you want to help out on December the 19th, fuck, I don't have it pulled up. Ah. Um, Check my Instagram two underscore face nine eight five. I've posted it there and it's the links to a Help the Homeless event on December the 19th on Madison. It's on Madison. Yeah, Madison Road, Madison Street in Midtown. Do not miss it, though, guys. There's going to obviously be social distancing, but we'll still try our best to have a fun time. There's they're taking people for performers. Anybody that wants to spread their art. I don't know if I'll do something it be cold, bro. I can't do nothing in the cold. <laughs> but I, I am going to try and be there and helping out, talking to homeless people as I often do to get their stories and relating to them. But yeah, homelessness is continuing to spike. People are like mass exiting, exiting, exiting or exodusing. I don't know. They're performing a mass exodus of like the West Coast. A lot of celebrities are leaving California. A lot of people are leaving California because there's just not, there's still not enough space, bro. And their rat race didn't stop. And shit's just getting hard. Yeah, you always pause when they're talking about, like, fucked up shit, don't you? Anyway, but I will say, like, on the political spectrum, Trump supporters, I'm still just kind of wondering how the fuck are y'all behind this, man? Like, I, I, I've i never just officially ragged on Trump until I've, like, criticized his major things, like admitting we're in the Middle East for oil. And as someone that has many family members in the fucking military and has lost family members to the military. It's pretty fucked up to hear the leader of your nation just go, yeah, we're there for the oil. The troops are there for the oil. We're there to take that motherfucking oil. <laughs> like, no, bro, that's not fa- that's not funny. Like, I know I'm making a mocking tone with it, but comedy is the only way to mass tragedy, my nigga. But with Trump, I don't know if anyone heard about it, but uh, they were supposed to build, like, this big-ass LS LED factory a couple years back in uh, Wisconsin, or Wisconsin or yeah, but was Wisconsin. And the people there basically like took checks, just like when an airport or, you know, casinos buy out land around them, or businesses just buy out the land around them for retail. They offer the people their checks to like basically give us your land so we can build this thing here. And the job they like Trump and I believe who who is he working with? Foxconn. There it is. Foxconn, you know, the the corporation that has fucking Chinese people hopping off of buildings and has nets down there to catch them and send them right back to work. So think about that one as I go further into this. but they were supposed to build a Foxconn factory that manufactures LED screens a few years back, and it was supposed to promise 13 13, yeah, 13,000? 13, yeah, 13,000 jobs. 13,000 jobs, people. Think about that. A lot of people sold their homes. Some people didn't even get the actual check, just like as you saw how the stimulus went. Some people who got like their relocation places, the homes were complete ass, had mold, mildew, structural damage. They were just fucked. And they're still going through that now. But this is the kick about it. At the end of it all, they built a warehouse that was 20 times the size of an average warehouse. 20 times the size of an average warehouse. Hired 281 people and then lied to the government that they had 500. You want to know why they lied that they had 500, bro? To get that extra subsidy. Subsidy. <laughs> like and yes, bro. This this isn't a oh, this is this is just something Trump. No, this is something Trump was directly involved with, bro. He he was building that factory. That was his factory. So like Trump supporters, what's up my what's up my dudes? I don't get how y'all just. I understand how you can say I did support him, and now I understand he's getting kind of crazy. But uh, I don't know, man. It's gonna be hard. Like, be honest about it. Like, fuck. If I supported a can, if I supported Bernie, bro, and he won, and Bernie was bending the knee right now, and people were like, "Damn, David, what's going on?" Bernie's just doing what these other Democrats do. I just be sitting here like, I, ho- I hope he has a plan, bro. Ah. I- I hope he has a plan. I can't lie. This is going to get bad. (laughs) But leaning off the mental health thing, like obviously everybody, we know that once again with, with mental health being compromised and down in America, suicide is also up at a very, very high rate. And obviously, if you've heard me talk about it on the podcast, boy, if you've even heard my music you can, you, I guess you get a brief nod to like, I guess the inner struggles I go through. And a lot of people go through them because I've heard it in their lyrics and songs and general life as well. But during this lockdown, bro, there's a lot that has happened and there's a lot that you have to process. I've been going through like online therapy sessions, talking to therapists and blah, 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 blah. And through my own methods, trying to unlock some things. And it's easy to see that during especially during this lockdown bro like we're all gonna go through periods where we're trying to isolate ourselves because deep down people are afraid of this virus man they're afraid of the uncertainty of it because once it hits close to them that's when that fear is gonna cut in but deep down people like we're we're not built for this shit bro we're built to be around each other we're built to socialize we're built to laugh and hug and play games and tap each other and pull fucking pranks and shit that involve bodily fluids <laughs> But shit's shit's super weird and alcoholism's all the way up, drug use is all the way up, faith is down. And honestly, there's just one thing I wanna say when it comes to suicide, guys, and that's as a survivor of like suicide attempts at my own behest, I could say some depressing shit, but I'm gonna try and be a little more therapeutic. I'm I'm also gonna say the depressing shit because that's real life, bro. But the therapeutic shit is that it's not the answer, bro. Life will and can get fucking better. Like, you, you will always overthink yourself into countless fucking positions. You will make things that weren't as bad as they are worse. And you will inflict that on yourself. And then you will internalize that and you will always think, why me? And it will just keep happening and happening and happening and happening and happening. And you won't know why, but you're part of it. You're a part of and a story your surroundings. And it's, it's a lot of fucking work, bro, to change yourself and get better and not hate yourself. Like, I've never done this before, but I, I'm going to disclose personal information for you guys. Eighth grade, my brother died. You've heard me talk about it before. He was killed by an IED in Afghanistan, improvised explosive device. Now, my brother was somebody that I immensely looked up to in my life, more so than any of my other brothers or friends or peers my brother was in my opinion cool he was the man he was who I wanted to be when I grew up I wanted to do what he did he could draw he could assemble things so fucking fast man I've said it before if he was given a lego piece that he could just piece that shit together in under an hour bro like three thousand pieces bro he could just put it all together because he said he already saw it in his head He was drawing like structural grid layouts of our like farm and buildings when he was like fucking 14. He made music. He drew sense of style, bro. Bro, like no one can, no one's ever gonna be able to catch it because all his music is still on his laptop and I don't have a fucking charger for it, but I'm trying to find a fucking charger for it. I I need to just buy one off the internet, honestly. But like, bro, I literally like mirror my brother's fucking flow when it comes to the songs where I'm literally just flowing more it is because I sat there and watched him making beats and rapping with Mark, our cousin Ellis. And it just keeps going like that. And when, when my brother died in eighth grade, bro, like I guess I kind of went through like a lot of an identity crisis. Cause the person I looked up to and looked at is strong and unbreakable and unfortunate unshakable bro just fucking died and i believe he died september the 24th which is funny because his uh high school jersey and his nickname which was D Boy 24 is the same day he died but he uh obviously it, it left a lot on me bro and one of the things that left on me was summer of not the summer it was October, right afterwards. I was just home alone, man, and it really just hit me that it was gone and a lot of the other shit came crashing down about my life and everything that was going on. And I've had to learn and process that shit to get where I am now, but skip 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 the beating around the bush. Like I tried to slice my fucking wrist, guys. I still have the fucking scar on my right wrist. It is faded, but it is diagonal directly across my artery. It did not work. I did not cut deep enough. I did not want to die at that moment, is what I continue to tell myself. But it fucking hurt. I wore a brace to school for a while, making people think I had like a fuck up, fucked up arm or something. Didn't talk to anybody, didn't tell anybody. But I lived through that scenario and I kept going. Now, obviously, there's a lot in between, but I'm just gonna skip forward to these scenarios to get, I guess, the general theme of this out to everybody. But skip forward to, I believe 2015? Yeah, 2015 was the next time it happened. Directly after I graduated, like I had a lot of friends that were like a year younger than me or if they weren't younger than me, they were still like a grade behind me. So I've explained this before. When I got out of high school, a lot of my friends that were a part of a different class obviously left bro like i went to a community college they went off to universities like their parents got them cars they moved on to bigger friends different things different mindsets not in a bad way but we all grow so that's just what happened we grew apart but i kind of i'm i'm not gonna lie bro like i i like to say i don't because i'm 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 good at being alone by myself i sit here and do podcasts and edit and do everything alone but it sucks not having, like, people that are like you to be around, people that like the shit you like, and you feel alone. But I didn't get invited to, like, people I considered at the time's best friends' graduation party. They actually came to my house to borrow my game system for their party. And that, that, that was kind of—it fucked me up. Personally, like, I— know, I do know that I could have, like, obviously, bro, I could have went. Like, why would I not be invited? He he came to get the game. But there was more I could have said. There was more I could have did, obviously. But as that went on, bro, that night, I took, like, fucking at least, at, at least, I don't remember, bro, but at least, like, 8 to 12, like, extra strength Tylenol. Definitely more than that. It was It was a lot. And I just fell asleep, bruh. I got in my bed and I fell asleep. And I woke up the next morning, if an intense headache, bruh. I had a really sharp pain in my side. It literally hurt to like, I guess fucking, I think my body was just processing the toxins, bruh, because I'd almost fucking OD'd on fucking Tylenol. But I don't know if that was a serious situation or not. Who who knows, who fucking cares? Obviously I care. (laughs) obviously we all care guys cause I'm sitting here telling you this to let you know that this shit is relatable and it does fucking happen and that even the people you look at that might always try and be a beacon of fucking happiness like I try to be, uh, don't get me wrong, I get, I get depressing sometimes and I'm a little bit of a like, I sometimes I like, I have like certain modes. It's like harsh reality, depressive, happy, but harsh reality is a good one cause it mixes in with happy. <laughs> but moving forward, uh, I lived through that, I continued to grow, and later on I moved to California. Ah boy, now this is the one where it gets really fucking good. So living in California and living with the people I lived with, I went through certain things. I felt that I wasn't growing fast enough to match the surroundings I had just moved into, and the person I lived with was also pushing me incredibly hard saying that I wasn't doing enough to match the surroundings that I was in. And, you know, I dropped my entire life in the South, bruh, and just moved to try and get a better start and try and, like, get out of that environment. And then I started thinking to myself that, like, it's not my environment, it's me. I need to change myself or I need to do something. But shit continued to get worse, shit continued to spiral. And guess what happened again? This is 2017 now, guys, so a couple years after that graduation incident. And this is actually the last time it's happened. But as it goes on, obviously, your boy got down again after many a moment of being incredibly happy and trying to put on a face and be peppy. But after months of not being able to find a job in the harsh market that is fucking California, I was ready to like say, fuck it, bro. And obviously, yes, it's stupid as fuck, bro. Like, who the fuck wants to kill themselves? Because they just can't find a job, nigga. Like, come on, bro, you're trying to find a job. Don't beat yourself up. That's why why I tell myself now that it's not worth that shit, bro. That you are progressing and you are fucking trying. But I did play a lot of Injustice back then and that's when I was cold at that game. That's when I met all my, like, I met a fuck ton of online friends and that brought me out to, like, talk to people and interact with people more. But moving on, one day there, I got in that mood again. And yeah, guys, it happened again. The person I was living with had a motorcycle accident so they had pain pills around their house. Cut to the chase. Your boy jacked their pain medication, which was like, the fuck was it, bro? It was it was Oxycontin, Xanax, because they, they got fucked up in that motorcycle accident. Oxycontin, Xanax, and like, something that starts with a C. It's not, I don't think, it's not pain. I think that's the one for mental illnesses. But it was something else. And yeah, your boy did it again, your boy took a handful of them bitches, sat back, drank me a nice cup of that liquor, watching Game of Thrones and then went to sleep. But it just so happens that the person that I was living with came back. And although this is funny, they were doing the same shit that made me wanna kill myself and that had me doing it. But as I sat there in the bed trying to like, let my consciousness fade away, they literally sat there and were just bitching at me. Saying, why was I sitting in here in the dark? What was wrong with me? I needed to try more, I needed to do better, I needed to get on top of things. And I'm not gonna lie, bro, that like, somehow kept me awake. It did, and it actually did. And then I went to the bathroom and I puked up all those pills. (laughs) Yeah, you're finding out shit you probably don't like about me. You're finding out shit that make you, that'll probably make you think a different way about me, but this is my story. Either you're gonna listen to it and live it, or you're gonna click off my podcast, bro. But that's just how we're gonna be. Now, this is where I guess the twist of fate comes. After that incident happened, I fully accepted what I said earlier and that was the reality of it is not my environment. It is me. And I was trying to run for myself. That is what my attempts at trying to kill myself were. I was trying to run for myself. I was trying to hide from the reality that I was in because I didn't want to keep living anymore. I looked at myself and saw what I was and I didn't like it and I didn't want to bear it and I didn't want to stand it anymore. But what I did instead of trying again was I moved the fuck back. I came back to the South and here I was alone. My family was not here, it was just me. And I grew. I I was alone bro, I had to face a lot of shit. And don't get me wrong, it's not all over, but I'm proud to say I haven't made an attempt on my life since 2017. So, woo, woo. But I came back, I decided that I was gonna take charge of my life. I started I started growing my fucking hair out so I could get the dreads you see now. I started working out so I could like get the body that I wanted and feel confident in myself the way that I wanted to. Like, I started taking more chances i started taking more risk i love for the first time i lost for the first time i experienced a whole bunch of other shit for the first time and boy when i get to that that's when this shit's gonna get saucy (laughs) oh i'm corny but yeah but a thing that aided me in these realizations and say what you want was that i allegedly and allegedly for all you fuck nigga ass statesmen But allegedly was when I experienced like, I guess what we can call LSD. What is that? I don't know. Maybe that's some code word for some drugs these hipsters do, but fuck if I know, dude. But while I was on this thing that I could only describe as like LSD, I'm not sure what it was, but it was a very nice earthy substance. (laughs) But I came to this realization about suicide, guys, and I've had friends in my life die from drug addiction, from abuse, from suicide, and the only thing I could see afterwards was that there was so much fucking pain still left. Like all the pain that they felt, bro, it got transferred. Think about like think about it this way, bro. Like let's talk about it in the simplest sense like I always like to do. You have a tribe, you have your group of people around you, bro. And all of a sudden, one of those people just dies not a not a big scary predator not enemies from the other tribe not disease just gone one day just gone not an accident just gone now what's they gonna do to everyone else already like we i'm not gonna lie bro. we're already programmed that when like something in our life traumatic like that happens and someone dies even if it wasn't from something like suicide you're going to you're going to like look at that and be like I can't die like that. I don't want that to happen. And it's going to embed itself in your fucking head. So all that that what that does for all the other people around you is basically transfer your pain to them. And I'm not saying this is in a way to say like you you're indebted to these people that you have to keep them alive and shit, bro. I'm telling you what's actually going to happen because people fucking love you. People care about you. People want you to succeed even if they don't say it people are watching they they want you to be better they want you to do better they like where you're at they like what you're doing they like you and you can keep fucking pushing and keep doing better even if what you're doing right now is your better bro you can keep doing it but just imagine it just imagine you're you're a fucking tribesman bro and strike something's just gone the memory of your tribes just gone. They're, they're dead. They're dead. There's nothing there. There's no, there's no enemy. There's nothing for you to, them to respond against. There's nothing to fight against. What did you just do? You remember the enemy that, that was against you? The enemy that made you do it? That told you you weren't good enough? That no one could see? That constantly fought against you? That constantly beat you down? Now they have to deal with that enemy. Now they have to deal with that doubt and that guilt and that shame. That they couldn't do anything. That they weren't good enough. That they weren't fast enough to stop you. And that's real shit, bro. That's 100% real shit. It doesn't end with you. I've said it. I've said it. I've said it. I've said it. You live for more than yourself, dude. But as I went through these explanations, it helped me grow spiritually, physically, whichever you, however you want to say it, bro. But through these experiences, I opened a more like open mindset in my life of examining the things that are going on around me I had to examine my traumas i am the child of an addict and i was abandoned by one of my other parents from birth so like no no surprise my guys i have like fucking abandonment issues i don't think people stick around i don't think people do anything but what comes along with that is the addict shit because now as an adult bro i am used to it i am used to going into situations I can recognize abuse. Anyone can recognize physical abuse and dip, bruh. You can't recognize emotional fucking abuse. You can't recognize when they insult you and put you down and you think it's just a slip of the tongue and they just apologize and it's nothing, bruh. You lower your own self-value because the people that originally there were supposed to boost your fucking self-value didn't. And that that that's part of the reason like I've 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 wanted to kill myself in my life, bruh i've never thought i'd be good enough and i never thought anything i could do would be good enough because it wasn't good enough for those people at the start and if you're a hard ass and you're listening to this bro and you're going my parents tossed me out when i was eight years old and i've been out here grinding my whole life yeah good for you bro and everything you're saying is just a way to deal with it and i'm good i'm glad for you i'm glad you can process your shit that way i've been out here grinding my fucking life too nigga good for you i hope one day that that shit pays off for you and you don't transfer that shit to somebody else Cause that's what I'm not trying to, that's what I'm trying not to do. So that's the point of me talking. That's the point of me spreading this to everybody guys. But I'm moving on. Like, as I said, we were talking about abuse and everything that went down in therapy. But I have, I've I've probably stated it on the podcast. It's like, I consider intimacy weird guys. I'm not like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, I'm not like the other guys. Cause that's just stereotypical as fuck. But I'm not gonna lie. A lot of these niggas are just like fucking sex crazed dumbasses that will literally just let the most generic blanket broad statement shit come out of their mouth. And there's a lot of dick crazed girls too, but I'm not a girl. So it's harder to speak on them. Cause you know, I'm not around a bunch of dick crazed girls, (laughs) but as it goes on, like I've been told so fucking much, bro so often that because of the way I act, because of my emotional outburst, that there is something wrong with me. I've looked my caretaker in the face and asked them, why do they treat others better than me? And all I was told was that I needed help. And this is not me complaining, guys. This is just what you have to do. You have to learn how to accept things, process them, learn and move forward. But words that people say to you can consistently like trigger shit to you, bro. And when it comes to like abuse, and I get, especially emotional abuse, bruh, is not like physical. Physical wounds heal. You can stop physical wounds if you ever get the courage to, but emotional wounds, like, they come from this shit This it's almost like pattern establishment, like, doing something with somebody that you only do with them. I don't fucking know. Drinking, running, sprinting, reading, Doing plays, doing recitals, watching movies, laughing, a specific way they hold you. It doesn't matter, bro. Like that is exactly how that shit works. Someone does that and then instantly cuts off contact. that's that's literally abuse, bro. And don't get me wrong. Like I've had to take it into account cause I, first thing I'm gonna do when something like that happens, and as I just stated cause of my passes go, it's me. There's something I did. There's a reason that they're choosing this thing over me. And yes, that's a that that's a toxic fucking trait, bro. And you still gotta learn how to do that shit. You still gotta learn how to push past that shit. And I am, but I'm gonna do it my whole life, probably. I'm gonna do it part of my life probably. But as it goes on, I've been through a lot of situations that even my therapist had to explain to me that, David, no, you you need to stop blaming yourself. You are always looking for answers because, and I've said this before, bro, I, I had to look for answers as a kid. I had to know why people didn't do the things that typical people were supposed to do. Like I look at what's the generic, this is what you What They say, this is family. This is what it's supposed to be. And from age fucking eight, bro, I knew this is not what family is. And this is not what this shit's supposed to be. This shit is ass. This shit is toxic. These people are toxic. Don't get me wrong, bro. Like I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of myself because a lot of us, a lot of us have grown and we have branched out into our own different parts of life and sections of this fucking country. But past is the past, bro. So like through that, through shit like pattern establishment, bro, that's really how abuse works, and that's why you will lower yourself is because like you can't associate it. You can't associate like what's good and what's bad. The key situation, and this is a good one, and as the viewers, I like y'all to weigh in on you. No, know, what, no, no, fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. You don't have to weigh in on it. That's not that's not my job, and that's not your job to do for me. But I'm gonna tell it to you. So, I had these relations. I'll say, we'll we'll name the uh girl Penelope. Yeah. So, I, I like Penelope, bro. I really liked Penelope. And you can say that, obviously, bruh, when you, when you really like somebody, what are you gonna do? <laughs> You're gonna fucking simp. And when you simp, it lowers your value. But for me, bruh, it's not just me simping. It's me, like I said, I blame myself. But going on, blah, blah, blah. I like Penelope, bro. I, I'm not the type of, I like, I'm not a very, like, pushy guy, especially when it comes to, like, especially what you could call, like, sex and intimacy, bruh. Like, for me, what's probably like the moment of like closeness and shit that'll put a person in my heart, bro, is that cheesy ass shit sitting out at a fucking bar or a restaurant or somewhere that you like holding fucking hands and just smiling and looking at each other, even if there's a fucking crowd walking together, that shit. Because I'm gonna be honest, bro, like not, that's not shit that anyone, people use you in this world, dude. People use you, they break you, they abuse you, some, some people are built like that. Some people are broken and they don't know how to fix their broken selves and their cycles. But, well, I just fucking, I completely down spiraled off the story I was trying to do. This is the problem with doing stories. I end up like going off on an entire other separate monologue that has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> but back to the story. So like I said, I really liked Penelope. So as it went on, bro, once at one point, like, obviously I try to like be more forward I kissed Penelope, we had kissed before. Penelope don't like that, clearly, bro. That shit instantly set off a radar in my head because I'm like, ah, fuck, bro. No, person I fucking like doesn't like what I just did. I'm done, I'm dead. But later on, bro, Penelope even disclosed to me that unless she was like drunk or unsober, I was not to touch her. And I struggled with that shit for a very long time, bro. One because, like I said, bro, my, like one of my caretakers was a fucking, my, one of my caretakers was an addict. So you can see how I obviously struggle with people telling me shit like, "What's going on with them?" In their substance has nothing to do with me. And I'm not saying it's like substance abuse or anything, but it's I've gone through a lot because of that, bro. And I, I having to hear that, I had to, I, I had to get that. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I had to get that like a professional opinion on that shit, bro. Because even now, like, year, year later, year, years later, shit, I don't know. But even now, bro, when I am getting this, like, talked about and the, therapist and the therapist is just like, no, this is, what, how, how is this your fault? What were you supposed to do in that situation? David, that is rape. And then I stopped and I thought about that shit, like, it is, bro, like, if if you're a if you're a progressive minded person, bro, because I'm I, I try to be, and most people try to be, like you know that if someone is intoxicated, they can't just necessarily give consent. A lot of people don't even consider consent as being given when you're intoxicated. So, like in that position, as my therapist explained, what the fuck was I supposed to do? But right there, guys, that's what it did for me. It set up like this huge, oh no, I'm back in this situation cycle. So I withdrew from that that scenario and Penelope because that's just, that shit was fucking weird, bro. And don't get me wrong, like it was definitely far more tragic in the end. And your boy got his, I didn't get my feelings hurt, bro. I just established feelings that got hurt, but life moved on. And just like I said, with like how you have to keep going with everything that goes on, you, you, you can't, don't throw yourselves into, like, another fucking relationship, guys. Like, exhibit number two. Don't throw yourself into relationships with people that, like, even if you still love them, bruh, and y'all love each other. Like, you might not, you might not necessarily be good for each other right now, bruh. You might not have worked out the things that you needed to work out to progress in life. Because I have shit about me that, fuck, fuck the therapy sessions, bruh. Fuck the, I'm all positive and self-help and the world's out to get me. Fuck that, bro. I know I have issues. And I know I have issues that I have to continue to fucking work on, just like we all do. And you have to confront that shit, bro. You have to. Because guess what happens if you don't? It's just gonna pile up. And this, this is something like, this is another thing I heard from my therapist. Unsaid expectations are preemptive resentments. Tell people what the fuck you want, dude. Tell people what the fuck it is. Be honest with yourself and be honest with other people. Don't end up in these same situations where you're like flashing back to that scary little child that doesn't want its parents disapproval. Fuck that shit, bro. That's not what it that's not what life is anymore. And I know that I know it's incredibly hard to say that shit, and I know it's incredibly hard to like do it, guys, but what the fuck are you supposed to do? That that's what people mean when they all when they're always like on that. I choose not to be a victim and a product of my environment and circumstances. Don't get me wrong. They're being pigheaded about that. And they're only saying that to like downgrade the severities of the shit that caused them. Cause you're like, I refuse to be a product of my environment, bro. Does that mean your environment was shit? Well, yes. That's why I don't be, this is why I don't want to be a product of it. So shouldn't we improve that environment? No, fuck that environment. I got better, but there are people still in that environment getting worse. They're weak. See how that shit works? It's always like this illusion in people's heads, bro, whether it's like emotional abuse, whether it's climbing the fucking rat race, whether it's grinding. They always think that like, it's them. I'm the one, bro. I'm the savior. I'm the fucking worst. I'm the thing that's causing this. But guess what, bro? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's your outer experiences and everything you have to go through to live them. But tying into what I was talking about when it came to LSD and these experiences that I've gone through is that, I've learned to think about it like this. You guys ever seen two hurricanes moving? Do you remember earlier this year when the two hurricanes collided and they started moving in tandem with each other off their own like wind currents? It's like they were doing Ring Around the Rosie. I, 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 was, I was singing, not singing, I was laughing about that in the episode with Jacob where we were talking about like a 2020 uh political wrap up and everything. I don't have that episode offhand in my head, but yeah, that's kind of how it is. Like, in life, bro, you're 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 going to meet people and you're going to like recognize that energy. There's going to be a reason you're attracted to them. There's going to be a reason, bro. And some people don't consider it this way, but I do. This isn't from my therapist, but I have a very like-minded like friends that are educated and have like their own personal qualifications, but some of them have also told me that like in situations like that, you're not going to forget it. And the only thing you can do, bro, is like plunge yourself into your work, plunge yourself into your craft. I was saying prunge, plunge, plunge. <laughs> plunge Just work, bruh. Keep trudging, keep going, keep doing what you got to do, whether that's like relationships, whether that's friendships, whether that's your own workflow, whether that's dealing with your childhood trauma. You have to understand that like shit gets better, bruh. If you want it to get better, you have to keep going and you can't stop and give up and let that be transferred to everything that's around you. Because it's easy to think you're alone, bro. It's easy to think you're reaching out. It's easy to think that people hate you or never loved you or never cared about you. But we're all going through something, bro. We all got our different ways, we're processing shit. That, that's what I had to learn. That's another thing my therapist brought up to me. That even in situations where you might encounter people that are like super insecure, where like, they might be super insecure, like, what am I doing? What are you doing? are you tr- are you extending everything you can? did you extend what you could and then you got sick of it and then you pulled back so they would also see that as you withdrawing? Yes, bro, that shit happens and you have to admit that shit to yourself <laughs> and you have to work on it and you have to keep going. you cannot let one incident keep you hung up guys you cannot let one thing stop you like we there's too much at stake. there's too much at stake, bro like I said, like I mirrored myself after my older brother and my older brother fucking died. And I still tried to kill myself three times after he died, but now, don't get me wrong, bro. You never know when someone can slide. Like, you never know. I've heard, I've heard the stories, bro. I've heard people that had like sixty-year-old brothers that had families, lives, careers, jobs, everything established, bro. Just off themselves one day. Robin Williams just off himself one day. Fucking Kurt Cobain. Juice World. Don't get me wrong, Juice World was trying to hide pills, but Jay hey, Juice World, that man was rapping about wanting to die, so. Uzi wants to die before he hits 27. Shit goes on and it goes on, bro. Like, we have to turn into... You have to take that energy and keep moving, bro. Just like with the hurricane metaphor. Like, when you hit each other, when the two currents hit each other, bro, you have to keep spiraling. Like, even if you turn into something else, bro, you got to take what you can from each other and just flaw off. Either y'all are going to disperse together in the end or you're going to fucking flaw off and go fuck up some other shit, (laughs) But don't take my words as like I'm not trying to be negative here, guys. Like I'm really trying to like tell people that like there's more to there's more to life. There's more you can keep going for. There's more you can keep pushing for. And wow, we're okay. I'm getting towards a little bit end of this wrap up. But like in 2020, bro, like I'm thankful. I'm so fucking thankful, even for the situations with like Penelope or the one that was Exhibit Two, which is still really fucking sore. Love you, exhibit two. (laughs) I'm not gonna name drop because that's just rude and unprofessional, even though who the fuck is calling me from Oklahoma? No, I don't. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, guys, there's good news in 2020. A lot's happened, bro. A lot has progressed. I've seen, like, I've seen you guys progressing because obviously some of you viewers are people I know. And some of you are people that have followed me from the podcasting community and from other communities, and we help each other and push each other with our content. And I see you growing, bro, I see you doing better. But we gotta talk about now in this podcast, bro, what's left for 2020? What's what's going on in 2020, first of all? And first of all, let's already talk about, like there's good news, definitely. Kid Cudi dropped that new album and it's stabbing me in my heart. <laughs> I would like drop specific like names, bro, but I'm I kind of just honestly just been vibing to it at nighttime before bed. So I'll get I'll come back to it. Zephyroth coming to smash for my gamers, if you love that. That's definitely gonna that's like the one of the littest DLCs Daddy Sakurai has dropped for us, even though he hates us <laughs> he hates his children. <laughs> Moving on, even though we've had like several massive devastating events like the massive hurricanes, the Amazon Rainforest, that was set on fire by the Brazilian government. But anyway, you know, the massive tragic wildfire in Australia that got caused by the people there, that was a mass extinction event. We lost like a billion animals in that shit, by the way, guys. But it happens in the Amazon all the time because they clear for cattle and soybeans. (laughs) But several protected species have flourished, if I'm correct. Like I think pandas are faring a little better the, there's dolphins swimming in Venice now, obviously like with us all moving around less, the world's starting to calm down and cool, not calm down, cool down. And I guess you could say nature's correcting the balance. But now we gotta talk about what's left. Like, how's everybody doing? What's what's, what's everybody doing? I see that a lot of people are dropping music. A lot of people got a lot of shit playing. They've been grinding out in their studios. I see it. I'm glad, proud of you guys. Like, I see a lot of my bros are doing well. The homie Scarecrow still fighting COVID, but he's getting off the tail end of it, kicking his ass, gonna come back with some new stuff. The homie OTK Carlton's dropping stuff. Like, everybody's doing good, bro. And so, like, we have to think about, especially, like I said, the journey I had in 2020 and everything I've had to learn, especially from, like, the love experiences, the emotional experiences, the intimate experiences, and everything I had to process and learn and still develop through therapy that I'm going through today is that one thing is that you have to find creativity in your experiences. And you that 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 that's really what's gonna push you guys. You have to be confident about the you have to be confident about what happened. Like the changes that occurred to me in 2020, and I'm gonna explain them as they go on. But the things that helped me were indeed indefinitely. Finding creativity in my experiences. Like, bro, you know how many songs I've written about that fucking situation? About like, either like, exhibit, exhibit two? Exhibit two? Exhibit two? Either about the second situation where like, love can be too much. You're not ready for each other. Shit might be happening. You might find each other back. Or fucking example one with fucking Penelope, bruh, and the fucking things that I had to learn about that. Like, along with like shit that's going on in my life, of like the shit I'm dealing with in court. I don't know if I've exposed that, but I don't really want to put it on the podcast. If you follow me on Instagram, you've somewhat seen it. And if you listen to my music, you've seen it and you've seen my <laughs> muck shot. But, but you got to learn from that shit, bro. You got to develop. You got to like keep wanting to like experience it. You got to experiment with yourself. And that's why in like 2020, bro, I've had so many constant level ups. And you've probably heard me talk about it in life, not life, in, on the podcast that uh, I'm constantly like thinking of life like a real life video game, bro. Like, bro, I actually damn near feel like I have an XP bar. Like I level up sometimes. That shit's fucking crazy, bro. Like podcasting, my podcasting level ups, bro. I met so many interesting people this year like, uh, David from, uh, episode eight, because he has the same name as me, but he's an acupuncturist like, several degree black belt in Aikido, has lived overseas for, like, decades, a decade or more, has, like, an oriental family and knows about the inner structures and inner and workings of Japan, and was able to help me and give me insight through that. Jashon, that I butchered the audio with in episode 53, and because of my own, like, Flakiness, bro, me, me and Ja'Shawn gonna get this podcast out for y'all, bro. Like, it's gonna be fire. But like, bro, me and Ja'Shawn, like Ja'Shawn, bro, Ja'Shawn has helped me improve musically so much because that man, don't get me wrong, like, uh, anyone can say what they want, but uh, this is not a false compliment coming from me. Like, that man is incredibly talented with his music. Like, the processes that he goes through were like so much like mine and the advice that he gave me was so helpful that I actually am, like not, I dare say that I've not perfected, but I have established my flow. Like if you heard my music, bro, I've been going through experimental shit. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing like sad singing songs, but like for my rapping talent, you've heard my rapping voice, bro. It's continued to grow. Like I feel that level up. I hear that level up. I see it. And the people around me have helped that. Or even just continuing on with my podcast, bro, being able to create and involve people from my childhood and my young adult friends, like the people from my debate team, my college friends, the people I know that are smart in real life that I haven't talked to in years, like Josiah. I hadn't talked to Josiah since high school, bro. Just followed him on social media. Now Josiah's like one of, Josiah's one of the most like-minded people I've met when it comes to like progressives. I didn't think anyone listened to my podcast (laughs) Like and recently, everybody, I connected the podcast like my from Anchor. I connected it to Spotify, and then I got my own website host, and now I can see more of the analytics. Like my bro, I have like a hundred fucking listeners, and don't get me wrong, they vary from episode to episode, but the average size for a season is consistently a hundred people that visit my fucking podcast. One second, but like my nigga. Do you understand how crazy it is? Do you know, understand how crazy it is for me? Just like pause this whole race of life for a second and just realize, bro, that I was the fucking, I was the meek comic book reading, head down to his books nerd. The fucking short tubby kid that never stood up for himself, that always got bullied. Because sometimes I let myself get bullied, bro. Sometimes I talk myself into situations where I couldn't take that ass whooping and I got that ass whooping. Like, let's be honest with it. But I never dreamed I have a hundred people like listening to me like rant about politics in my life and the experiences I've had and what I'm trying to learn. I never dreamed that I drop YouTube videos on the shit that actually interests me, bro. Like, bro, some of these, some of the YouTube videos I've done have been in my head for so long. The Cartoon tier list, the Nickelodeon tier list, the Unveil series, the Tariko Unveil series, the Secret Saturdays Unveil series, the Psych Ward. You know how long I've been thinking of making something like this? Like, my whole life. I never dreamed I'd be out here paying artists commissions and promoting their art and seeing them turn me into the character that I wish to be represented as in my art. It's crazy, bro. Like, I have continued to grow. I have continued to, like, I saw what I wanted to be. And on top of, like, my normal life aspirations of continuing my education and everything, I'm still growing in what I consider my hobbies and my passions, bro. And that's the most amazing shit to me. And it's amazing to see other people do that shit, bro. It's amazing to see other people, like, smile. Like, perfect example. I was sitting outside talking to my homie about uh music at work, because work homie. And, because he plays guitar and everything. And he wanted to hear a song. So I played my most recent song, Friend of Foe. I let him listen to it. I, I watched him listening to it through the headphones. And, like, I'm watching the energy this man's, like, giving out. And I'm just like, bro, he has to be, like, just, like, pretending there's no way and he took it out he was like bro like i fuck with your cadence like that's fucking amazing dude like then like your mixing and blending is so fucking awesome too and i was like oh yeah i got a lot to learn though he was like "Nah, bro you don't understand like i listen to a lot of music and i know like we're you're starting off like i'm starting off too and he was like, i'm gonna give you constructive criticism because that shit makes both of us better but we all got to get better out here that's what we should want from each other and i Obviously, this is, it damn near sounds like me, but one thing I've learned, bro, is like musicians are super fucking helpful, bro. Like shout out to the homie S-Mod, shout out to fucking, uh, I don't know if anybody's into like alternative rock and fucking and shit, but like shout out to Black Hippie. I've asked him for like fucking advice on like music distribution before and he's given me some pretty helpful advice. So shout out on top of everything, like, as you just keep going, everybody, like, you're gonna find more and more like-minded people that like what you like and do what you do and want to help you and push you. That's just how it is. But watching my coworker just, like, literally vibe to my track, bruh, like, I watched him smiling and I was like, bro, this shit, this shit is amazing. Like, I sat down and produced that. Like, I produced that, bro. and I'm watching somebody that doesn't even like rap, because he, like I said, he plays guitar. But, He's just listening to it. And he's just like, bro, this is actually really fucking good. He was like, I could see you actually going somewhere with it. And don't get me wrong. That could be a, that's a false compliment. But like I said, I don't give out compliments. I don't give out compliments to niggas that's not talented, bro. Like, if, if anybody listened to me on a previous podcast, there's a video on a YouTube called Syrup by Little Rocket Launcher. And it's viral. But, bro, Little Rocket Launcher's ass, like, and it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like meme rap, bro, but like why does it just go listen to that song, bro? That's oh my god. But <laughs> yeah, like so, songs can be built certain ways, bro. Like you cannot have the vocals to produce a song, bro, but like lyrically and sonically for the song, it can still be good and flow. And like it takes people that listen to music and are into music to tell you that. But, like, moving on with the level ups, bro, I never thought in a million years that i drop over 20 songs in the time span I've been rapping, bro. And then hear constructive criticism and positive feedback and support from people, but also hear myself get better. Like, think about that, bro. I've, I've told y'all my journey. I've explained it. Even though we started off with politics, and that's probably, like, the most unlikable thing, but that did transfer into mental health. But as it goes, bro, you continue to get better. I've leveled up in editing as well. I've learned how to fully work my phone editing apps and like Adobe Pro and Audition, almost to peak efficiency because I still got to like master plugins. But like y'all, if y'all ever wonder like some days, like I do like just throw out like boom, a video, boom song, boom, another song, boom, another song. But it's because like with, with the way I've learned how to produce things, like I move from my computer to my phone and any other thing, like I, like my notebook, computer, phone. Like I'm always moving around the three of them, generating as much like flow as I can in my content to always try and have something dropping out. Everything usually drops along, it usually ends up dropping on weekends, what I've noticed, but, meh. But as it goes on, bro, like, oh yeah, shout out to VivaCut and, Inst- and InShot for iPhone, cause them, those, it's not a sale pitch, guys. This ain't even an ad, like, they're really good apps, even if you wanna like do it for funny videos or just TikTok or something, bro, like they're really fire. Anyway. Like, I've gone through level ups and, like, improving my equipment. I've copped to, like, a mixer. Bro, I, I I got my fucking guitar re-strung, And don't get me wrong, I only know, like, basic chords and I'm fucking ass. But due to what I practiced when I was a child, I now know that I can still get better and I've seen myself get better. And now I'm gonna hook up with the homies and boom, I'm gonna get better. Even if they tell me I'm ass. <laughs> but, like, I talked, I, I copped the fucking Blue Yeti condenser mic. I got my sound paneling, all of those like, courtesy shout out to the homie fucking Mike Wellington. Damn near like a mentor to me. Like he sold me the Blue Yeti condenser mic for the cheap. He gave me the sound paneling cause he had all, he used it all he needed. At least giving me like half of my knowledge in mixing and songwriting. Cause like he's been, he's been doing this a lot longer than I have, but doom, Mike Wellington, 3AM, follow him on YouTube, whatever you want to call it. But this man this man Doom told me he said that there was nobody around to help him when he was getting his content started. And now his is moving like I've seen his YouTube channel go from like 5 not like not maybe like 5 and it was like 300 subscribers to like I think he's got like 600 now bro. it hasn't been a year. Like so that's that's really good growth in my opinion shit bro like I'm almost at 60 and like I think it was I'm almost at 60 and like uh maybe like 3 weeks a month ago I posted about people helping me get to What was it? 50? So, like, just keep making content. It's gonna keep coming with you. On top of that, bro, like, the homie Scarecrow, who I said is out here fighting COVID and is doing better. Like, if you've heard the song Enemy, that was the first song I recorded, bro, with somebody. And that man brought his whole studio to my crib. He introduced me to the Isotope plugins I continue to use and mix and master for, like, a lot of my content to this day. (laughs) Oh, shit, I just realized that that's that one meme with, uh... What's that man's name? I know he was yelling at that UFC commentator. To this day, to this day. <laughs> Let me stop me, man, and get back to what I was saying. But like on top of that, brother, homie Scarecrow is constantly spitting constant advice in game, helping me improve. Cause just like previous homies I stated, like he's been doing this. He's been mixing. He's been giving me advice. So I ain't gotta go through the petty shit as an amateur rapper that he did. And all around been just help people get their foothold, bro. That's what he's doing, that's what other people are doing. Like, I guess we don't shout outs. Shout out to the female that hurt me. Shout out to the female that I love. Uh, <laughs> Yo, I'm fucking wild, dude. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, I definitely took what folks can call like a romantic L in terms of this year, but like, fuck that shit, bro. Like, that's giving me a level up. And what I've learned from professionals, like, I did I did a lot in the best that I could in a lot of situations with processing it. Throwing myself into my content and learning and growing. But one thing I'm going to say, because we're getting towards the end of this episode, is don't trust these women. <laughs> Am I right, fellas? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Nah. Nah. Y- y- y'all not feeling it? Okay. <laughs> but obviously, as I alluded earlier, like, shit happens, everybody. And you got to smile and keep going, man. Your life is great and ain't no fucking reason to think about shit from years ago, a year ago. No reason to let shit that's like hurting you just keep hurting you, bro. You, you gonna hurt. Throw on some sad music for like 15 minutes, bro. Vibe, meet yourself. Come to terms with like what's going on, bro. Then throw on some crunk ass music. Whether that's like, nigga, whether that's classical music, Chance the Rapper, Block Boy, NLE fucking Chopper, The Baby, Pooh Shiesty, and his whole shiesty ass crew, niggas. Like either way, bro, throw on whoever you want. Get lit after that sad music, bro. Like experience your emotions, experience you. And like, like I said, it's all led me towards these like knowledge level ups, bro. Like on top of all the homies and experiences, 2020 has taught me, if not anything else, that all of us have shit we cannot forget and it's gonna happen, bro. Like we've seen how Ronas changed the world. We've seen, like I said that shit earlier, we're not built for this shit, bro. But you can see like we're adapting to this shit quick as fuck, bro. I ain't gonna lie, I've been to restaurants and this the, the six feet restaurant thing is actually kind of straight, bro. Like, I ain't gonna lie, it's just me. I keep saying I ain't gonna lie, but it's me, whoever I'm with, or maybe me by myself, in a server wearing a mask, bro, with gloves. And I pay with a card, so I just tap my shit on the machine and dip. I never touch anybody. So like, think about that. Like, and like, I don't like crowded places, bro. I hate crowds. If you've ever been with me to like, a fucking a rave or a dance or any type of social event, bro, you've probably seen people just be like, come on, David like dancing in front of me, like, get get jiggy with it. I'm just like, nah, nah, I can't get jiggy with it. Can't get jiggy with it, bro. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of times, that's because most, most places I've been, don't be bumping shit I get lit to. Like, I need that, I need drums, bro. I need like, I need like drums and like a good ass fucking rhythm. Maybe like some fucking good, maybe that Spanish guitar melody or something, a flute. I don't know, bro. Some of y'all just be like vibing out to like harsh guitar riffs and I, I feel you, but fuck. I ain't, that's not something I'm just gonna be in the middle of the club, and be like, "Yeah, bro, this shit's a fucking banger." No, nah. like, Rona's led to uh, Rona's led to all these political issues that we're facing. I, I already told you how it's weird that Biden's getting all that fucking money, even though we're not meeting. So, Rona's definitely playing a cult like a role in that. With like when I was arrested and everything that's gone on, like with the race issues this year, the world stood up for Black Lives Matter. Like if you haven't heard my song, "Welcome to America," go listen to it. It came out more spoken word, but "Welcome to America," P Cash Sign Y C H E. That's my rapper name, and that's the name of the song. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, and like damn near any other distribution store. But uh, certain some my, the bulk of my songs are still on SoundCloud because I'm still like distributing certain songs. And I'm still like, there's certain songs I want to remaster before I put them out on the streaming service. So yeah, moving on, like we've, we, we got to think about the societal issues going on too, bro. Like infrastructure in America still crumbling. Money not going where it's supposed to go, obviously. Somehow the Trump family, like Ivanka Trump and Don Trump Jr., Bro, them niggas made like a hundred million dollars from some type of fucking revenue while they were there. And that sounds like the Hunter Biden thing, but they're all at each other's throats for the same shit. It's just, hey, civilians, look where he's fucking up. And they're like, civilians, look where he's fucking up. And they were mad, like, one of you has to pay. Somebody's fucking up. And then no one makes both of them pay for fucking up. But world destruction's going on. Yep. No, we're still bombing eight countries. That's where our taxes, that's where our taxes are going, bro. We're still supporting the fucking Saudis and they're bombing and fucking genocidal campaign in Yemen. They're still fucking cutting out women's, ab- not admins, wombs and ovaries and fucking that Georgia facility where they're just sterilizing migrant women. People have spoken out about that, it's still going on. They're, they fucked people for the Foxconn thing. Everything's going on, everything's going down. Who knows, who knows why? But everything does happen for a reason. So. As we get towards the end of the podcast, guys, I'm really not even like going based off an outline or anything I had structured in my head anymore. We're just kind of sitting here vibing, I guess. I'm gonna hit my little puff bar. So like, what do you guys think, man? Do we just move? Do we just move towards each other with like this weird ass energy where we hit each other and we keep spiraling and we, we might take things from it? push it to others, or am I thinking too deeply into it? Therapy for weak people? (laughs) I don't know, man, but all I can definitely say is, like, 2020 is coming to a wrap. I'm dropping one more song as a single before this year is over, and then I'm gonna be working on my album. Don't expect it to be for long. As you know, I'm a content junkie. I love to sit around and spend my free time producing shit, if not obsessing over shit I'm going to produce. Like, My regimen for the computer, and I know people are gonna say this, but I give myself at least like four to six hours of computer time a day. And I don't mean fucking around on the computer like watching YouTube videos and shit. If I do, it's for research. (laughs) I do my research on YouTube. (laughs) But yeah, research, bro. But research, writing shit down in my notebooks while I'm watching it. Trying to translate it in my own words into podcast scripts. Sometimes, like, I'm not gonna lie, bro. From watching shit that's telling me about like life and therapy, I've come up with lyrics for my fucking like rap. Like, if you really listen to the lyrics of my rap, bro, like I try to get like personal sometimes. Like in friend, like the friend or foe song I did, I said, When the universe is speaking, you should listen. It's Shakash is saying, nigga, make a better decision. Like, that that's pretty, that's deep for me at least. I don't know about y'all. Like, you ain't never just at the back of your mind just being like, what's that thing telling me? What's my gut saying? That's that's your consciousness, bro. Saying, get the fuck up out of here, bro. Get out of here, bro. Normal people don't tell you not to touch them when they fucking not drunk. That's rape. Normal people don't put you down. Normal people don't parrot your words back at you. Normal situations like that, at least. Maybe not the people. But you gotta learn from these things, bro. If you like me, you love intensely and you almost feel... I ain't gonna lie I need to get over the fact that I'm out here thinking that anyone I choose is like some divine gift from the heavens because I'm so like special and specific because I think that's what leads me to be getting my like attitude fucked because that's also something that we've been talking about in therapy but yeah shit's open one thing I will say for the fellas is that like obviously as you hear me out here on this podcast right now like I'm out here spilling it bro I'm being pretty honest pretty pretty talkative pretty straight up. Yeah, these uh the fair sex doesn't like it when you can do this. But in person you're just the awkward ass like nub. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, they don't they don't like that shit is what I've learned or is what I've had to decipher and explain cuz that's kind of been my role that I've learned, because a lot of times, bro, you'll see me on social media, you'll hear me on my podcast, you'll see me making videos and content, like, you're like, wow, this man's like a vibrant-ass personality, and if we want to get astrology-minded, nah, bro, that's like the fucking, uh, is that the ascending, the ascending Leo in me, but whatever, like, sometimes I like to be like, like, I like, I like attention, bro, even though I'd be like a fucking anxious wreck, like the anxiety pushes me to be better. The anxiety pushes me to be stronger. It pushes me to like really just drill in and get what I want, even if it doesn't come out like I did. Like I said, like y'all have probably heard it, bro. Y'all probably heard me slip in on my post like, hope everybody likes it, it's pretty bad. Like it or not, it's pretty good. This is fire, but up to you. Like I always kinda have to like reassure myself I I, I learned, I do do that a lot of the times when it came to like texting and that was also a toxic trait of mine. And niggas, if you, not niggas, men, if you're listening to me when I say this, like don't do this shit, bro. Like really evaluate yourself and what's going on when you do this shit. Cause just cause you say it doesn't mean obviously you're in the situation I'm saying it, but we gotta know, you gotta understand that your words are not the same to other people as they are to you unless there's like clear communication. Cause I've definitely been in those situations where I'm like, ah, damn. I ain't gonna lie. Just forgot that one. <laughs> oh, I love you everybody. Thanks for dealing with me, I guess. But I'm trying to remember exactly what I was just saying cuz that was a really good point. Oh, yeah. When you're making text and stuff, bro, like sliding that in there, that little reassurance for yourself, like you don't have to respond. I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking you're going to respond. You, you can leave me on red. I just got some stuff I want to say. Get off my chest. Blah, 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 blah. Like, bro, stop it. That's just you. Stop. Like, don't get me wrong. You can be emotional, bro. You ain't got to make decisions and type with emotion. Because that's what I've done in the past. And don't get me wrong, recognizing myself doesn't mean I'm recognizing other people. But call it as I sees it. Like, stop doing that shit, bro. Like, that. that's almost like emotional manipulation. That's like making somebody feel bad for either keeping their peace of mind but not responding to your ass or making them feel like, oh, now I have to respond because he thinks I'm not gonna respond. And don't get me wrong, I've done that in the past too. De- like, I'm not gonna lie, subconsciously bro, I thought about it and I am kind of accepting it through therapy because we have to accept our role sometimes. And it's that, yeah, I- I've done that shit too. So you play into shit how you don't know you play into it. It's not always your fault though. Life's definitely, like, feelings we have to unpack and process. And you have to experience this shit, bro. You have to understand how, like, you may have put yourself in this position. You didn't deserve this shit, bro. It's not your fault. You a good person. It's understandable. But move on. Like, hurts, hang-ups. I keep, I'm gonna repeat this shit to the day I die, bro. Like, keep fucking pushing. But as I said, shout out to the homie Scarecrow. Get better. Shout out to the homie s Mod. Fucking shout out to the, my producers. Shout out No Name, shout out Pasta, shout out Venus. Follow all of them on social media, my boy. Follow all of them on YouTube. Shout out Malakinesis. Oh boy, I'm stretching, sorry everybody. Oh, my back. Fucking shout out Black Hippie. Fucking shout out uh, J-Mac. Shout out to anybody that just keeps listening to me, bro. I know like obviously my podcast sounds disorganized sometimes, but it's kind of like, this is really like, I try to convey it directly how it's coming out of my mind, if that makes sense to everybody. So that's why you hear me say like a lot, because I hear myself saying it. I'm not, I've been through like speech, not speech therapy, but like I've had to train my voice for debate and speech to not say like words, see I'm saying it? (laughs) But to not say words that are just fillers that are just there to fill the blank spaces in my mind, so to speak. So yeah, like that, like that. <laughs> I had a teacher when I was younger that used to make us put a dime in the light jar every time he said it. I ain't gonna lie. That lady got bank off us, but we agreed to it. She didn't keep the money though. She's spending it on cupcakes at the end of the year. That was cool to her. Shout out to Miss Jones, even though you cannot teach me the Pythagorean theorem because I was very bad at math. <laughs> but yeah, everybody, wrap up. We talked about politics, we talked about what's going on, and we already know the corruption that's going on with Uncle Joe and everything. How he's getting funds for the fucking inauguration and there's no inauguration. Why him and Kamala will even be put on the fucking front magazine of times. There's no stimulus yet, mental health is declining, faith is declining, but people with faith are doing a little better during all of this. I told you about how Trump like just abandoned the Foxconn thing, completely finesse those folks out of their money. We we've talking about once again how mental health went down, suicide. I've been honest with you guys about like my life and suicide. I've been honest with you about like some of my love experiences, some of my intimate experiences. And honestly, like you're still gonna think you're gonna think about a lot of this shit, bro. You're gonna think about all this shit I kind of went through in this podcast. is a little heavy, in my opinion. It's heavy. It's it's either it's either fuck it's either heavy because it's coming from like my world and my story. If you feel bad for me, I don't know, but or it's coming from like our country and life is weird. But yeah, so that's really just it. You got to find creativity. Keep pushing, inspire yourself, like be happy shit happened, but don't be happy that shit happened to you necessarily. And love and learn, bro. Even if you still hold those people in your heart to the day you die. Even if you know that y'all weren't good for each other, even if you know that y'all might find each other You might find your way back. You might just need to spend some time apart to find yourself back to each other. We don't know. Like Realize that you did want what you wanted at one point, though some of us make that decision with our toxic selves, as I've stated. But that's about it for the wrap-up, everybody. This has been another episode of That Dare Sock Podcast, everybody, and I hope you tune in for the next one.